0: Welcome to the Mad Singers Management Podcast from MadSingers.com, where entrepreneurs and business managers learn and share. If you like the show, don't forget to leave a review.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Mad Singers Management Podcast. Today, I have with me Frank. Welcome to the show, Frank.
0: Hey, thanks for having me. How are you doing today?
1: I am fan-freaking-tastic.
0: fantastic. right, good.
1: Another day, another day in heaven. So, yep. um, Frank, uh, as, as, uh, as usual, I was about to say, uh, not everyone in the world yet knows about you, so would you mind giving everyone a little bit of an introduction to who you are and
0: so on? Yeah, that, I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, my name is Frank Agan. I um, run an organization in the United States called AmSpirit Business Connections. Uh, we're an organization that brings together entrepreneurs, sales reps, and professionals, and helps them become more successful through networking. Uh, that's essentially what I've do, I, I do. I um, do. I don't, you know, meds. I don't know what kind of a backstory you want. I can kind of give you the whole backstory: of how I got into this. And you tell yeah, me. we can let,
1: let's uh, let's hear a little bit about your background and so on. That's always good to know.
0: Yeah, um, I I live in Columbus, Ohio, which is in the midwestern part of the state in the United States in the in the uh, central part. Um, I came to Columbus to go to law school it's the home of the Ohio State University one of the big universities in in, Ohio, in the United States I came here to go to law school I got a law degree I got an MBA and um, when I left I got a job in I got a job in a really big firm an international firm doing tax consulting good pay great prestige great everything hated every minute of it um, except for the 24 days a year I got paid Um and it wasn't, I mean, again, the people were great, the work was great, everything was great. It just really wasn't for me. I didn't want to spend my life in the tax code. So after about six and a half years, which will tell you I'm slow, but not stupid, I left and went into private practice law. And I tell people that a funny thing happened when I went into the private practice law. And the funny thing was that nothing happened. I had no idea how to get clients. Because when you work in a really big firm, the partners bring in the work and they just tell you to come in five, six days a week and work. And so, you know, finding clients generating revenue was something that was totally foreign to me. And I was that bad actor who was out at a chamber events or networking events, just throwing my card around, just hoping I could get business. And it doesn't really, you know, doesn't work that way. Um, so one day I had lunch with, with a friend of mine, and she was also, we went to law school together and she took a different path. And there's a saying in law school, and maybe it's in other professional schools, but the saying is this, is, is that A students become professors, B students become judges, and C students become millionaires. And the reason, I, you know, it's not necessarily true that C students become millionaires, but, million, but C students tend to do well for themselves because the A students get these great jobs, and leads to a lot of prestigious things and what we'll call golden handcuffs. Um, C students have to figure things out and they got to figure, you know, start their own firms, do some, do unique things. And when you do unique things, good things happen. So that was her path. She'd started her own firm. And so I sat down with her. I said, listen, I don't want to fail. I don't want to go begging for my job back and spend, you know, the next 40 years of my life doing taxes. Um, what do I need to do to be successful? And she said, you need to get into a tips club or a leads group. And I had no idea what she was talking about, but through a couple introductions, she introduced me to a group of people that met every week to learn about each other and exchange business. And they were looking for an attorney to join their ranks. So I did. And immediately, Matt, it made perfect sense because here I was in an environment where I could elevate myself by promoting all the people around the room. It's so much easier for me to promote other people than promote myself. It's so much more comfortable. I I, immediately, I I, I took to it, Um, became very, I don't want to say very successful. It it didn't just happen like that. Nothing just happens like that. Um, You know, so we, you know, but it, but I could, but I could see, I could see a path to success. Running around in chamber events, I couldn't see it, but here I could see the path to success is that I could raise them up and and they would raise me up in return. So I was with that for uh, about two two years, got really involved with it, Uh, knew the founder, got to know the founder and was on an advisory board with her. One day we were talking on the phone. She she was uh, Pittsburgh, which is three hours away. We were talking on the phone. She took a call, put me on hold, got back on the call on the phone with me and said, hey, listen, the guy who's running your local area, he's quit. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Um, so we talked about it and I you know, said, well, what do you wanna do? And she said, well, I'd really love to franchise this. And uh, so th- in that conversation, you know, she's talking about her vision for franchising it. And I told her, I said, I'll be your first franchisee. Um, 15 days later, I was her first franchisee and things really started to take off. I still was practicing law. It's, you know, it's, it was, it was geared to, to do both. And um, I was just, it it changed the whole trajectory of my life because I really started to learn about networking, not just doing networking, but why networking worked and why it didn't work. I became what I call a student of networking, meaning, I, 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 and I'm still a student. I'm still learning about it. I have a lot to teach, but I always have a lot to learn. I'm, I'm always looking to learn things. Um, and so about six years into that, I executed a buyout from her. She was looking to kind of downsize, um, looking to retire, cash out. And uh, so I bought out uh, the business and rebranded it as AmSpirit Business Connections. And you know, essentially, that's what I do. I don't practice law anymore. I have franchisees myself, Um, we're looking to franchise, and uh, we are franchising, not looking to franchise. Um, We have franchisees out there. So I spend my days working with my franchisees, finding additional franchisees, but helping the membership, just really helping anybody become more successful through networking. It just breaks my heart to see somebody go into business and not be able to sustain it because of just really simple little tweaks. As to how yeah. they grow their business, so that's my story.
1: That makes total sense. I can I can super relate to it. So I'm a, I'm, I'm by nature absolutely very horrible at networking. So when I was 18, I would, I would literally not speak to people I didn't know. And I I started getting an interest from management, and I started reading and listening to all this stuff. And they were all like networking, networking, networking. And I'm like. I need to figure this human thing out. So yeah. I, I literally, I would, I would literally sit in the bus going to work every morning and I would literally, I set myself a goal, just sit down next to someone I don't know and just say hi. And I literally did that for a month. And then for another month, I would literally say, hi, how are you? You know, and eventually like that was literally how I started talking to people, if you will. Um, and then about, yeah, 12 years later when I left the corporate world and started my own business, Literally, I spent about the first four years, all my success was literally built on the back of networking. So I didn't have a website, I didn't have like anything like that. It was literally just networking, getting to know as many people, as many good people as you can, helping as many people as you can, and very, very quickly, you know, word spread. Um, And every time I walk in somewhere now, it's like, you know, when you start knowing people everywhere, it just helps your presence, and it helps everything. So.
0: Yeah, no, that's a that's a that's a great story. A great, I I'll, I will share that because, uh, um, because really, that's what networking is. People think networking is making sales, and it's yes, selling is kind of the the byproduct of networking. But networking is networking is so human. You know, people yeah. tell me they're not good at networking, and I ask them, I say, well, Are you married? Yeah. Well, how would you meet your wife? You know, it's it's not a mail order situation. They met their wife through networking. You know, a friend introduced us or something. It, you know, that's networking. It's us. Yeah. It's us just interacting with each other. Um, and I think people get they get tripped up on the sales or the the business end of it. And just be a human. Hey, how are you doing? Is is really one of the most powerful things you can say to another human being? Uh, it, it's if you're sincere about it.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and actually, the the one thing that I learned really quickly was. It's not about getting the sales. I mean, I actually look at it the other way around. The, the best people, the, the best leads you can ever get is from someone else, yeah. right? Like if you refer someone to me and you're kind of vouching for me, I'm much more likely to close that lead. Whereas Absolutely. if I talk to you directly and you know you have no reference point, it's much harder, right? So yeah. what what I found out really, really quickly was I mean, when I started by myself was really like talk to as many people as you can, do them as many favors as possible, help them solve problems by connecting them to other people and whatever. And, and, you know, eventually the more people you help, the more people will talk about you and the more people will send you leads. And that, I mean, it, it works, right?
0: It works really well. Well, I think that's where people need to aspire to get to the, the, the successful people out there they're not dialing the phone for dollars. They're not just firing emails out. Much of their business is word of mouth yeah. referrals from referrals, from referrals. It just, it, it just keeps coming in. And that's where people need to aspire to get to because it's, if you do a good job with that, it really is never ending. It just keeps, it just keeps feeding on itself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's uh, I, I love it. That's uh that's a good uh, sort of business model. How uh, Tell me a little bit more about, a little bit more about your business. Like how does it operate and how does that networking model work?
0: Yeah. What we do is we create groups of what I call entrepreneurs, sales reps and professionals, attorneys, accountants, realtors, mortgage lenders, um, coaches, consultants, various small business types, people who need to be out there on the front end of making sales they need to grow their business they're the you know they're they're the people responsible for you know bringing in the revenue and so they get together every week and they learn about each other um and through that process it's a structured meeting it's not just a networking meeting it's a structured meeting where everybody's talking about one another but through that meeting they learn about each other um develop relationships because it's all about getting people to know you like you and trust you yeah. but in the other piece of that is getting people to be able to recognize opportunities you know yeah. hey, i was talking to a friend frank and uh you know they're looking to they're looking to lease some office space i told them they probably need an attorney and i'm gonna have them give you a call or you should call them you know i'm gonna have i'm gonna have you meet this person because they they really need your help and I know that by the things you have told me. Yeah, yeah, so,
1: that, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, so people pay a membership fee to belong, um, you know, and I've had people who have been in the organization over 25 years. Um, they yeah. go to their weekly meeting and that's, that's how they generate their business. Um, yeah. And again, it gets back to what you're saying. They're not, they're not out there knocking on doors, cold calling, primarily their business is grown through people referring them that's yeah.
1: it yeah and it's a, it's obviously different what you're selling right like if you're selling more expensive products and services sure. that that works really well if you're selling plastic cups that are 50 cents each or something obviously yeah, networks can still way work but it's 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 different yeah,
0: yeah. right sure yeah so, i mean yeah it's this you know it's not for the retail environment it's for no. the it's for the professional. It's for the small business person who's doing, um, B2B sales.
1: Yeah. It, it sounds, it sounds somewhat, and I, I don't really want to say this because I don't like Go it, particularly, but it, it sounds a little bit like BNI, uh, uh the, which I'm they, sure you know.
0: Yeah, they are, a, they are a competitor of ours. Um, and, uh, Sometimes when I'm talking to people on the phone, I will just, I'll short, are you familiar with BNI? And people will say, yes, okay. To the extent you understand them, you understand us. I don't know a lot, I don't know a ton about BNI, um, you know, but I do have a lot of members and even franchisees who are formerly in BNI. And what they tell me is, is you've just, you know, Frank, you've put together a kinder and gentler version of it. Um, and I don't want to disparage, you know, BNI is a good organization, but, uh, um, we're very passionate about helping our members and you know, we've got a lot of success doing it. So
1: my, my experience, uh, I've, I've been at a bunch of BNI meetings and my experience have been exactly the, the people handing out cards and it's like you walk into a meeting and you walk home with 50 cards and you're like, that was a waste of time, Yeah, well, but yeah. But yeah. That's uh, all about learning, all about yep. learning. Yep. So any uh, any sort of major tips and tricks? I mean, you you obviously have a ton of network experience. So for, for all my entrepreneurial listeners, any sort of great tips and tricks for what to do? Like, first, I guess, how do you place yourself in these networking environments? Like, what are what the advice you have in that regard?
0: Well, you know, what I tell people with respect to networking is, is don't get, you know you, you really network 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We really do. You know, I mean, it's people, you know, okay, I'm going to networking. I'm going to the event that's called networking. I've got to put on my networking hat. You know, when you're at a party, it's networking. When, you know, when you go to church, it's networking. It's interacting with other people. And so you, you need to, you kind of need to be on all the time, you know, just be who you are and be a good person. Um, And really look at, You know, because people will tell me I hate going to networking events. Okay, that's okay. Don't. You don't need to go to networking events. One of my big, the best advice, well, I shouldn't say the best advice, but advice I consistently give for people who are hesitant, don't like to go to networking events, is find something you're passionate about and volunteer. Get out there and volunteer, because networking is really about giving to the world. Um, And so if you find something that you're passionate about, and you get out there and you volunteer. You one, are demonstrating that you're giving to others. Yeah. But, and, and, but the second thing is you're doing it amongst people who have similar interests as you. They've yeah. come out of their own little corner of the world to be, you know, doing what you're doing with you, and that immediately networks you. Now it's it's so much more comfortable because nobody's really talking about their businesses. I do a ton of. I do a ton of, of, of volunteer type stuff, charitable type t- type stuff. that connect a lot of charities, and I never really talk about what I do. Yeah. I don't have to because if people are interested, they'll find out. You yeah. know, I don't have to. I don't have to press myself. So that's probably the first thing is is you know you know tip, is to get out there and, and, and volunteer, get involved. At, you know, church, kids, schools, community activities. There's there's so many things out there. Um, throughout this world, you know, people there. There's not enough help in the world. I mean, there's not enough. There's people out there who need the help, and so you just kind of get out there, and that really kind of raises your level level of exposure. Um, yeah. But you know, if you if you feel like you have to go to networking events because of of who you are, um, to to really kind of or and not who you are, but what you do, if you feel like you have to go to networking events what I tell people to do is to go there and much like your story on the bus, take it slow. Don't put a lot of pressure on yourself. I mean, people go to networking events and it's like, Oh, I need to come away with five good prospects. No, just one good contact, just one good person. And, you know, and then people will say, well, geez, I don't know. You know, I don't know. Um, you know, I don't know what to say. I have I, I hate small talk. I don't know how to but the, the the key to small talk is simply this. Get them talking. Be very interested in what they have to say. Start asking questions. Um, and you would be you would be surprised as to what that does. You know, when you were sharing your story and getting on the bus and you said, Okay, I'm just gonna say hi to people and then ask, Okay, how are you? It reminded me of a study I read They did this study over in Poland. Um, it, It was a university study. And what they did was they put a young woman on the street and they had her approach 100 people at random. 50 of the people she went up to and just said, would you buy a candle from me? And the other 50, again, all done at random, the other 50 she went up to and said, how are you doing? And then if they responded and said, well, I'm having a bad day, so I'm really sorry about that, or, hey, things are great, she'd say, oh, I'm really happy to, happy to hear that. But then she would follow with, would you buy a candle from me? I mean, that's the smallest little small talk conversation there can be, right? How are you doing? Uh-huh. Great. Oh, glad to hear it. They can't get any smaller than that. Well, what she, she ended up selling, well, I'll, I'll give you the actual numbers. The 50 people that she just went up to and said, would you buy a candle for me? She sold three. The people that there was this small, little small talk conversation, she ended up selling 11. So it's almost a fourfold increase by having this little small talk conversation.
1: I was about, I was about to bet on a 3x, but, uh, but 4x, that's, that's pretty yeah. good.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, it's still not great, right? Um, sure. but, but, um, but anyhow, go on and it goes on in the study and it talks about as to why this is. And our brains, do, our brains do lots of wonderful things, but one of the things our brains do is it looks for shortcuts. It's called generally called heuristic processing. Mm-hmm. And so it looks for shortcuts. And one of the shortcuts it has is, is you know, when people are nice to you, when people show an interest in you, you tend to like them and trust them that much quicker. So that's the power of small talk. You People think like, okay, I've got to go to this event and I've got to be really articulate and really concise as to what I talk about with respect to myself. And the reality is, is no, you don't need to say anything about yourself. You just need to go and talk about the game, talk about the weather, talk about politics. Well, maybe not politics, um, but uh, um, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Just. Yeah. You know, um, just be real. People want to, people want to have people to be interested in them, and
1: I, I, I like that a lot. Yeah, I, I think I think, and, and that's exactly. I mean, if you go to a lot of these so-called networking events, that's exactly where a lot of people go wrong, right? Like exactly, I should say, they come with this. Oh, I have to speak with so many people. I have to jump around, and I have to do this, and you know, they have all these preconceived notions that aren't very
0: effective. Right. Well, I, I call it sales breath right? They've got sales breath, you know, they they're, they're trying to make a sale and you know, the, the questions they're asking, you can tell are kind of leading, right? What kind of, what kind of promotional products do you use? You know, well, I mean, guess you sell promotional products, you know, so those are leading type questions and that just calls that just it's counterproductive. You know, you don't want to be dealing with those people. And so the, you know, your, the wall goes up and you, you, you don't have a conversation. Um, but if that person came to me and just had a conversation about whatever, you know, a couple things that we have in common, um, I'm more likely to say, you know, I'll do business with them. You know, there's no guarantee I will, but I'm more likely to. Yeah.
1: I agree. That makes a lot of sense. So I actually, one of my, I would say one of my favorite places in the world, uh, of finding, and, and what I always say is I'm, I'm not looking for clients. I'm, I'm looking for amazing people and uh, Toastmasters. Not sure if you know the organization, but Oh, Toastmasters,
0: Jennifer,
1: yeah, yeah, it's great. It's what I love about it is that it's people who come there of their own will generally, at least yep. where I've been in the world, it's not companies paying for them and so on. So it's people who have to get off the couch and they have to pay a little bit of money out of their own pocket. And majority of people who do that is actually interesting in learning skills, developing themselves, and pushing themselves are generally amazing people. And I've, I've, I mean, I've been to clubs in probably three, four different continents and many, many different countries, and it's like it's one of those environments that I just always love walking into because exactly as you say, no one's trying to sell shit; it's just yeah, people trying to learn. And that's no, that's a
0: that's a great suggestion of a of a, of a awesome place to start out with because nobody's going to be trying to sell to you and you shouldn't be trying to sell to others for people listening out there, but you're there and you, and the people are there to generally genuinely help one another. Um, I I spent three years in Toastmasters, um, wonderful experience, learned a lot, um, made some great connections through there and uh, you know, never made a sale, never wanted to make a sale, but that's, you know, but I, but it tapped me into some great information. And, um, you know, that's, you know, you can't, that's the other thing, you know, people judge everything by a number of sales they make. And you can't do that because you don't know, you know, I, I may connect with you and nothing ever transact with respect to business, right? Yeah. Um, but you introduced me to somebody who introduced me to somebody else, who introduces me to somebody else, who somebody, else who's somebody else who's my best client ever. You know yeah. what? In a roundabout way, you get credit for all that, you know. So, oh. I you can't judge. Oh, geez, Mads, he's that was worth that was worthless, you know. You can't judge that. You can, you really can never judge it until, well, you never can, you know, because uh. things are just in motion. Oh and I think I think
1: for for a lot of business owners particularly entrepreneurs i mean i I'm a management coach, so I see it from a lot of sites right but i'm yeah. I'm always so focused on getting people people head out of the business and into people around them right Because right. and it's about doing business strategy and all that but but it's just as much you know moving from doing shit to managing and leading shit. Right. And, and yeah. doing that is, it's it, like, it's the same kind of mindset, right? It's get, get out of that routine of just, you know, working a million hours a day and never having time for anything. The second you start opening up, the second you start having time to go to some events and stuff, that's when things happen.
0: Right. Yeah. You know, when I worked in, uh, when I worked in public accounting or when I was a, that consultant of the firm, um, I made a point of going to lunch with people outside the firm once a week, just people that, you know, cause we, uh, otherwise I would have spent my entire life with tax people because we work okay. so many hours and we, you know, we always go to lunch together. and We'd be there late and we'd, so let's go get a beer. Let's just, you know, it's Saturday. Let's, you know, you don't have time to connect with anybody else. And so you just, you know, you get caught in that world and you need to kind of, get outside of that world and and, and
1: it sounds so exciting getting stuck in a life with tax
0: accounts excitement at its highest yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. um jokes that nobody gets but tax people (laughs) yeah it's bad uh good people good people but there's just so much more to it yeah um
1: um, that makes sense,
0: and I, I would say I, I mean
1: I had similar so i I worked at corporate mini five b m and i I spent a lot of time getting to know people elsewhere in the business, like a lot of people focused on their little square and the people just around them but i 've always again since I was sort of learned this whole networking game i 've always been like you know it 's not just knowing the people up the way but it 's just as much out the way. Yeah. I might not have anything to do with finance department, but someday I need some information or, you know, I need a favor or I need something. Right. Right. And, you know, if you know some people in the right places and like typical things like receptionist, IT, like all those places, like I'll always get to, get to know people because yeah. it was that's going to save your ass? And the IT yeah. people on a daily basis than once in a while. But, you know, that, and, and th- those are the relationship that most people are like, oh, well, that's an IT guy. He doesn't have any role power or he doesn't have any whatever. But, but those are the people that eventually makes a huge difference to your operation and to your business, yeah. right? Well,
0: so. you, yeah, you don't know, you don't know who people know and yeah. you don't know what they know, yeah. you know really can't be dismissing people that you know it's I mean they're you know that that person who pours your coffee you know they might be connected to the best opportunity ever you just you can't you cannot judge every context got opportunity you need to kind of not just look at them but kind of see through and imagine that there are there are some really real connections there and people do that they'll dismiss people and they lose out they lose out
1: yeah definitely Definitely. Oh, that's super interesting. Super interesting. And uh, how, how do you, uh, if it's not a secret formula, at least, um, do you want to talk a little bit about how your network meetings actually work? Like what, what sort of things you actually talk about or how do you network yeah. when you meet? Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, it's, there, there the, the is no, uh, there is, well, there is no secret formula. I mean, it's, you know, I tell people that there's only so many ways you can do a handshake, right? Um, but, you know, people come in and the meeting is about an hour and 15 minutes. Um, we start the meeting, uh, quickly review some information about the organization, uh, introduce our guests, and we always have guests. Uh, then the members will go around and they'll introduce themselves and share my, some, maybe what's new in their, since the last week. Um, quickly, we'll go through what we call officer reports. These groups don't run themselves. And so... There's always got to be kind of a focus on things like, okay, who are we working on as far as bringing in as guests? How are we doing with respect to referrals? Because we will we'll measure that. Not in a bad uh-huh. sense. Um, you know, we never, we never stand at the door and say, hey, Mad, you can't come in. You didn't give any referrals. But uh-huh. if you didn't get any, we certainly want to focus some attention on you and say, well, wait a minute here we need to try and help everybody. And we got a couple of people who didn't get referrals. So that's part of the officer reports. And, you know, talk about socials they're having. Um, And then every week there's somebody in the chapter um, who's going to give a presentation about their business. We're going to talk about their business. Um, And what we try and coach people on with respect to talking about their businesses is that they need to, they need to focus on helping the people sitting around the room recognize opportunities because really there's there's only three reasons why you're not getting referrals and only three reasons one you don't have enough relationship with somebody right you don't know somebody you don't like somebody you don't trust somebody and those things just take time so you and i can't just meet and think that the referrals are going to flow so that's the first thing you got to have the relationship but even once you have the relationship What you need to be able to do is you need to be able to teach the people around you to recognize opportunities. So you're kind of a management consultant type, and that can be kind of a broad term. I just need to know that when I'm talking to somebody and I hear you tell me, if you hear X, Frank, think of me. Okay. That's critical because there are a lot of people, there are people out there that I really know, like, and trust a lot, but I – couldn't spot an opportunity for them if it came up and bit me, yeah. you know? So so that's the second piece. Um, and that's what really kind of that, you know, that presentation's about. And then the third piece is helping people become comfortable talking about what it is you do. So I, I know I can trust you. Um, you've taught me what to recognize with respect to a good opportunity for you when I see it, I need to be able to ask a question or have a start a conversation that's going to lead back to you. Right. Yeah. So, so I run into somebody. Oh, you know, you're you're having problems with ABC. You know, have you thought about doing things like this? Um, you know, you know, listen, I know a guy I should put you in contact with them. The two of you should talk. That's yeah. you know, that's what we're educating people on in the groups to learn how to talk like that. Because the reality is, is if you're an attorney or you're an accountant or a tax consultant, um, you spend your day, I spent my days talking with other tax consultants. We told tax jokes, we used lingo, we did all those things, and most people don't know what we're saying. We're speaking English, but we're talking a tax dialect. And what we need... So, so we need to, what we need to do, and we're all guilty of this, we need to train other people, we need to talk in a, you know, in a, in a fifth grade manner to other people, so they can understand it. And that's a lot of what we do in, in, the, in the, that portion of the meeting. And then, you know, the meeting finishes up by everybody going around and just talking about what's a good referral. Um, and that's, you know, it all happens within 75 minutes. But then there are lots of things that happen throughout the week. You know, people go to lunch together and, you know, they're preferring business. They're meeting with clients together and, and, and those things are happening. Yeah.
1: No, that's cool. That's cool. I like the sound of that. Uh, and I, I really like the way you, you say that like the focus is not on, you know, send me referrals, but really focus on how, how to recognize opportunities. I, I haven't actually heard anyone do it like that before. So that sounds super interesting. And it, it kind of teaches people as well, not just to focus on you know, send me referrals, but actually, it forces them to think about how do I ask for it, right? Um, And I think that's like, because a lot of people have heard this, like, oh, every time you have a client, you should always ask them for referrals, right? But again, like, even if you have clients, like client, client might have a problem, but they might not have all the potential problems, right? So again, like, if you're talking with a client and say, oh, by the way, if you know anyone with these sort of challenges you should send them my way. Right. So right. I really like the, the way of thinking with that. that
0: yeah. Sense. Well, I, I, you know, I just see a lot of people shooting themselves in the foot needlessly, yeah. you know, not presenting them, And it's not that they present themselves in a bad way, but they just say things that they use jargon. They assume that everybody understands what they're saying. And the, the, here's the, I, I always joke that it's the wonderful thing about Midwestern Midwesterners that we're, The good thing is we're really nice and the bad thing is we're really nice, but it's probably worldwide, is that people are really nice. And so if you say something and I don't understand it, I'm just going to shake my head and smile because I don't want to offend you and I don't want to look stupid. But if we're really in kind of a professional relationship where we're in it to really help each other, I need to stop you and say, wait a minute, I don't understand what you just said. Can Can you give me an example? Can you talk, you know, get rid of the jargon. Yeah. And If you, you do that, I might say, oh, OK, you know, yeah. I get it know, and, and I always tell people, don't tell me what you do. Tell me when you do it. OK, a realtor. I know a realtor buys and sells property. I, I know that that's what they do. But the when is more important. If you know somebody who's living in an apartment and just had a baby, that's a when. Those people you know, need to get out of that 400 square foot apartment and need to get a house. probably want to get a house okay that gets me thinking okay who do i know who's in an apartment that's having a kid or has kids i can Uh refer you to them so so those are a lot of things we talk about in the groups just to try and get people thinking thinking differently about it yeah i
1: like it i like it that sounds really good um so yeah that's a, that's a good progression, so, so people helping people how to find networking opportunities and then a little bit of how to go around it. Any, any other sort of key things around networking that you feel we haven't touched on yet?
0: Well, I think a, a big thing that's out there um, that people lose track of is reconnecting with people that they know. you know we, We've kind of moved through life, and, and the technical term for it is what we call dormant ties, you know. You go to college and you, you're, you you meet these people and you have great relationships and then you all move on. You all scatter to your parts of the world. Um, and we have this assumption that, you know, the guy we knew in college is still, I, I always joke about it, um, you know, Bert, he's just the fraternity drunk. You know, he was, he was the life of the party. That's what he's always gonna do, right? And we just have this assumption that that's where he stays. Our lives move along. He's just staying there, and so we're reluctant to reconnect with those people. But what we fail to realize is, Bert, you know what? He had a lot of fun in college, but he got his act together. He got a master's degree, he got a Ph.D. Now he's a professor. He's somebody to network with, um, and he has lots of experiences and information that I might not have. Kind of like you talking about with getting getting to know the IT or the administrative people. They, they're you know they see. You know, we're all kind of looking into the same building, right? But looking through different windows from different sides and seeing different things. And they kind of can help get give us a better picture as to what things are about. Um, so I think that's a that's a critical piece is stopping and thinking about the people that you know in your life that you've kind of lost touch with. And making a point of not every day, but every so often, maybe once a month reaching back out to somebody and just reconnecting and just, Hey, I haven't talked in a while and LinkedIn, LinkedIn is, is, it's so easy with LinkedIn, right? Um, there's no excuses anymore. You know, back in the eighties and nineties, um, you know, you'd lose touch with people and you just have to see them at a reunion and, uh, hope, you know, hope you ran into them re- at a reunion. Um, you know, now it's like you can find anybody. It's great. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, I, I would say that the one thing I bumped into, because I, I used to have like a ginormous spreadsheet of, ended up with thousands of people, to be honest with you, people I knew and people I've met and people I work with. And and I, like, I, initially, I was so focused on trying to stay in touch with everyone. And, you, you know, I had to also be realistic sometimes and say, you know, like you can touch base with someone once in a blue moon, but like don't expect to talk to thousands of people every three months, right? right. Uh, even if you spend all your living day hours, that won't happen, right? So, um, yeah, I, I definitely, I, I definitely see it from both both sides, right? So, yeah. but uh, but yeah, I totally, get, totally agree with you. Like there's a lot of people that people lose track with, and and the thing is. Like, like I have people I was really good friends with 10 years ago, and I maybe haven't seen them for 10 years, but I still know that if we would meet tomorrow, like, we would still be amazing friends, right? Yeah, right we would yeah. still trust each other and all that, so, um, and yeah, that's, and exactly as you said, Kurt, that used to be the center of the party, uh, he knew a lot of people, and uh, yeah. he probably still do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that- Well, and that's, I mean, get back to it, back to what I said to be said before, the reason you're not getting referrals, it's only three things, right? Relationship, the relationship is there. You just need to get together with Kurt. I think you said his name was, you know, and get him up to speed on what you're looking for. Hey, these are the people I'd like to meet, you know, how can I help you? You know, this is what I need. How can I help you? Um, You know, and then just kind of, you know, talking through those second two points. Yep.
1: That sounds great that sounds great. I really like that Frank that uh, that's been very good talking about any any sort of resources or any sort of other tools or tips or likes that you would like to share with the audience
0: um, you know there's there's just a ton of information out there. I have a podcast it's called networking Rx and uh, I put out a couple episodes a week you know talking about talking about these topics. I like to focus a lot on the science of relationships. We have, we, when I say we, you know, humanity has uncovered so many interesting things about how we interact in the last 20, 30 years. It's really amazing. Um, These things have always worked and we've just kind of done them and not really known that there was kind of science behind them but there is, and it's really kind of an amazing thing. And I talk a lot about those sorts of things like that study. I talked about the small, small talk study. I was, you know, I, I continually stumble across those things. Um, cause it's really, you know, networking, it's again, it's not about sales. It's about relationships. It's yeah. about how people perceive us and how, how they feel around us. And those are, those are the important things that, uh, um, you know, so my podcast networking, Rx, a lot of great books out there. Um, I got, you can see, I got tons of books here. Um, A couple really good ones that I've, uh, this is a good one by a professor at the university of Michigan. It's called all you have to do is ask uh, by Dr. Wayne Baker for people who aren't uh, watching the video feed. Um, It's a, you know, all you have to do is ask great book. Uh, What he has found is that the thing that really separates us from the help that we need is not the generosity of others, but our, unwillingness to ask. It's really yep. what it boils down to. Um, totally. Yep. And then the second book uh, by a, uh, a guy by the name of David Berkus, um And it's hard to read the title, but it's called friend of a friend. And the premise, he talks about dormant ties in here, but what he also talks about is he talks about that our networks, the real power of our network is not necessarily the people we know but the people that the people we know, know, if, yeah. if you can follow what I just said, the um, people you have
1: access to, to some right? Degree.
0: Yeah. And sometimes we don't, we, we don't look at it that way. You know, we look yeah. at it as kind of one dimensional. Well, I know you and you know, you're just pouring my coffee. What can, you know, you know, or, Hey, we're just friends, but you know, your friend might know, you know, people and there's, there's a real potential there. And I okay. tell people, when you walk into a room, don't look at the people in the room as the potential the potential is everybody they know so so uh that's a that's a great book as well a lot of good there's lots of good stuff out there lots of you know lots of podcasting's great because um you get people like you, you get people like me who are really kind of doing our best to share information unlike it's ever been shared in in you know in in the history of the world um yeah. you know I listen to a lot of podcasts that changes from time to time. I just, you know, you learn and you learn and you get different interests. I, you know, there's no excuse not to continue to learn. Totally. Yeah. I,
1: I would say from, from my side, I mean, I think uh, like the, the probably the biggest game changer for me uh, in my life totally have been learning and, and becoming an absolute expert at, at the disc behavior framework. Yeah. Have you ever heard about DISC? Yeah. That's, for me as, as well with communication with networking with i mean communicating with other human beings it it is such a game changer
0: so yeah no yeah it's yeah education there's i mean it's all out there um yep. it's amazing it's you know it's funny because you you it used to be you'd, you know get in a conversation with friends and you have these little debates like you know who's you know who is the uh who holds who has the record for the most assists or something like that. And it's like, you know, yeah. you sit there and you, years ago, you just argue about it right now. It's like, Hey, just pick up your phone. Let's look up the answer. You know, it's yeah. all out there. Yeah.
1: You know. Totally. Totally. That's excellent. Frank. Thank you very much for being on the podcast. Thank you. Pleasure talking with you. And thank you to all the listeners. I'll see you again next week.
0: Thank you for listening to the Mad Singers Management Podcast please leave a review. It means the world to us. You can also learn more about management at madsingers.com.